our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio. AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FMs. Ah, yes, it's 48 degrees outside our studios here. They say it's going to climb up to 67. And for the most part, be partly sunny. Well, we haven't seen that yet. Today, we've got a special edition today. We're going to learn all about the Indian Mound Festival. I think it's in its 35th or 36th year. It happens in the plains. We're going to learn all about it today, right here on the party line. Good morning, folks, and welcome. It's um concerns certainly about our, our fellow Americans and perhaps family members who live down south in our nation and um, not hurricane is it hurricane Ian Ian whoops got a good hum there uh, yeah yeah miss now you you may you two may need to share a mic oh okay okay so Tammy scoot over just a bit um, I just realized Mike 3 is a bad hum. Okay, but uh, Hurricane Ian um, affecting um, a lot of the southeast part of our nation. And will eventually um, probably have some effects up here too. Anyway, all right, so let's see here. Bill and Tammy are here. Tammy Blake and Bill Snyder. And Bill, you... Um, See the Lions Club up there in uh, the Plains, right? Right. They um, were they the original founders of the um, the Indian Mound Festival? No, no, they weren't. Uh, it was founded in 1980 uh, by. It was founded in 1980 by the uh, uh, kindergarten teachers at the Plains Elementary School uh, for they taught the kids, the local kids about their heritage in the Plains since they were the Plains school. Yeah. And um, nowadays they don't do that, unfortunately. It's, you know, the test. So we've kind of lost a lot of the, the history going into the local schools about the mounds. A lot of people here in this area don't even know there's mounds on the Plains, let alone that there were 33 of them at one time, and there's like seven or eight still left. Uh, but it started in 1980. It was a one-day festival that year. And then starting in 81, it was a two-day festival. And then we expanded it after that. Um, the first major group that organized it was called the Plains uh, Businessmen's Association. Okay. And um, they organized it and worked it for 10 or so years. And then they kind of fell apart, and it kind of went on its own a little bit um, until – some of the founder people contacted the Lions Club. We were starting to be big, and we then had a little park there at that time um, to see if they would uh, sponsor it. And I think we've sponsored it maybe 25 years uh, of their uh, of the existence of the Indian Mount Festival. And you know, I've I've 
I've been to it a couple times, and and um, it seems to me that it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And and there's this year, you've got a ton of things going on over the three days. We do. We have things on top of things because. Uh, we were able to get enough activities. The main thing is to get people to the park. You know, if they come for the craft show, and we're going to have a great craft show, great. If they come for, like, the Columbus Zoo that we're having there or one of the other events, great. But it also gets them to see the other things. If they come for the zoo and they see the crafters, or if they come for the crafters and they see the music that we're going to be doing with Eric Atkinson and the Cadillacs, uh, it brings them to do more things. And hopefully almost all of them, will come over to our our booth on the mounds and get information there. And also, uh, we're going to have a hayride to go to some of the mounds and show them that, you know, some of the people that haven't seen them and kind of do a little history of, of what we know about those the certain mound that we go to. So let's just pretend that uh, nobody has ever re- known that there were some Indian mounds right here in our region, <laughs> close by. The Indian Mounds. You you said a statistic earlier that at one point there were how many? Thirty-three. Thirty-three mounds and, and structures, which would be like that sacred circle and, thing. And, and today, how many still exist? Seven or eight uh, pieces of them, for sure. We have uh, one, two, three. I think we have five full mounds. Now, what, what became of the others? Uh, they were destroyed either for building a house or... Or for farmland, things like that. You know, they. How would you to... like to live on a former site of an Indian mound? I mean, wouldn't that be a little spooky? I I don't know. Just in the offhand, that's my reaction. Well, there is there is one house, or it's now a building. You know, it's um, right, right, almost the center of town, across from the the um, um, Billies. Okay. There is a a house there and it sits up on a little rise and that rise is actually an Indian mound where they tore the top of the mound off and filled the road in and then they built actually the first thing was a schoolhouse there and then uh, in my time uh, Dr. Abfall had an office there um, oh, there yes. was a, uh, a sweeper group um, rainbow sweeper had an office there a couple right. other places right. right now the guy that owns it is trying to remodel it to see if he can either sell it or or rent it out again so an Indian mound, what were the purposes? Was it a burial site? Uh, there are a lot of different purposes. Actually, the first mounds in, in the United States was in around 3500 B.C. They were down around the Mississippi River, the Mississippian mounds. Uh, the mounds that we have on the plains were constructed one or 200 A.D., so three and a half thousand years after the first mounds were built. Uh, uh, some of them are ceremonial, you know. Some of them are um, just ways to see farther. A, lo- a lot of the, along the uh, Hawking River, if you follow the ridge along, you find a lot of, of mounds that are like five, six, seven foot high. And we, uh, several of them have been dug into, and it's just dirt, nothing else. There's no cremations, no burial at all. Okay. And we think that that is just so the people could see higher, you know, since they couldn't build houses to go higher or something. Or, you know, so they built these mounds up so they could see a little farther away. 
Some of them have cremations in them. On the plane, some of them have cremations and only cremations. Some of them have skeletons. Some of them had skeletons and cremations. So it, it varies. It, it varies. And, and there, there's different cultures that we're talking about. Uh, the Adena culture is the way people did things. Then after they kind of started changing into the Hopewell culture, and so they did things different and they had different things. Like mica is an example. Um, Adena, very few, you can't find it in, in Adena mounds because they didn't travel far enough to get mica. In the hope well, then no, the, okay, I'm yeah. going to play dumb and admit it. What is mica? Mica is a um, a soft um, mineral that um, oh is blue. Okay, bluish okay. color, uh, and it's found. I believe it's found out west more than in in here, in in Ohio. Um, now, when historians or scientists or whatever the right term would be have done some exploration. Of a mound or two or three. Have you ever been present? Yes, I have actually, just a little bit. Back in the early 80s, uh, they were going to build a, a um, housing community that ended up becoming Adena Park on the plains at the okay. end of Mound Street. Yes. And they took, they excavated two mounds. Uh, Ohio State University came down and excavated two mounds, which was called Conant Three and Four. And during the the uh, mound tour that year, um, we were able to stop and watch them, you know, doing their grid. They kind of marked everything off with grids and then went down very slowly through mm -hmm. the mounds. Um, I have the report that they did on those two mounds. And before COVID, our plan was we'd worked with the Ohio Historical Society about bringing back the artifacts that they found in those two mounds to the plains for the festival. Hopefully in the next couple of years, we're going to do that. Okay, but they're like somewhere in storage in in at Ohio State or somewhere. Well, the the, the artifacts are at the Ohio Historical Society. Okay, uh, over on the uh, fairgrounds. Right. Well, um, so do we have any idea what year these were constructed? The ones particularly right here in the plains. Like I said, kind of between. 100 A.D. and 200 A.D. Wow. Uh, the Adena culture went from like 500 B.C. to 200 A.D. And then the Hopewell culture was overlapped. And it went kind of from, you know, 100 B.C. to about 500 A.D. So we are really at the end of the, the uh, Adena and beginning of the uh, Hopewell. Now, when I say culture, uh, if you think about the United States and, and our history, back in the 1800s, we used wagons to get around in horses. Sure. And then the car was created, and we became a different person, a different way of, of travel. That's what a culture is, the way that they do things. So we could say that, that we had the America had a culture of wagon train people. We have a culture of cars, and now we have even... A culture of, of airplanes, you know, different things. So that's kind of how they kind of call the Hopewell and the Adena. That wasn't the real names. That's just. And as you know, I'm not trying to whatever, but were the Adena and Hopewell tribes, if I can use that term, were they 
regarded highly, or were they bad guys? You know what I'm trying to say. What was their reputation? Do, Mo- do most, we know? Most probably they were peaceful. Okay. The reason they figure that out is they have found no uh, skeletons whatsoever that has any indication of battle, okay. any scars or anything like that. Uh, but the Adena, during the time that we have the Adena, the people were nomads. They wandered around, followed the the animals. They, um, you know, went north probably in the summertime and more south in the, in the wintertime. Um, and they used the plains as like their burial ground. So they could be, you know, actually someone could die far off. They could cremate them bring the remains back, and then put them on the plains. Uh, now, when they got into the Hopewell, then the Hopewell started uh, organizing into smaller villages. You know, And so you had villages, and then you started having uh, vegetables and things like that, that from the Hopewell. And then you get into the next group, which was called the Fort Ancients. And then they had larger communities and did larger structures and things like that. So some years ago, the um, uh, I suppose it was the uh, Lions Club, started this event uh and and how many years did we say uh 36 is it 42 42 but we've there's been four years that we haven't had it in Ah, that time okay the last two years and then back in the 80s 90s there was uh a couple years that they they did not have it. so covid affected it uh, yeah for the last two years yeah well it's nice to have something returning isn't it yes now, um, the, this is um, not this weekend, folks. It's next weekend. And it's a three-day event. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And there's things on each day that you may want to attend, and we hope you will. Now, what, um, if someone goes, what, what, is, uh, what do they seem to react the most to? Um, you know, first of all, it's free. That's kind of cool. Um, now there's there's some food offerings, and of course there's a cost there. Um, there's entertainment, and some some significant acts, I might add. Um, and, and those there's no charge for that, right? Right. Um, let's see, you've got. Um, See other activities: uh, cruising, karaoke, mound tours, um, NASP tournament. What's NASP? Uh, that is that with the. That's um, the National Archery Association, and unfortunately, uh, after we started planning this, uh, the school did not get uh, okay. fixed enough to have the tournament. We've had it every year that we've had the, the program until this year. Okay. Hopefully next year it'll come back. It's ran by the um, the high school archery team. Okay. And it's a tournament that they put on. But we tied in with the festival being across the street from the, from the school. Now, one of the weapons that the um, – let's see. What's the name of our, our – Adina. Adina, yeah, Indians used was this spear, right? Adelati or Adelato, something Adelato. like that. And um, Tammy, just pull that mic over toward you when you want to talk. Oh, okay. But anyway, this the so there's um, a, a 
each day there will be a period where they teach people, us people, how to throw or propel that spear. And then there's a, a bit of a contest, right? Yes. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. What's the spear look like? Can you describe it at all? Is it just simply a, a long stick with a point on it, or is there what's the deal? Yeah, more or less. It's uh, the atlatl that they use. Atlatls are are worldwide. Everyone had atlatls. Some of them were as small as like two foot, and some of them were like fifteen foot long. Um, they were a spear that they threw uh, because back at that time, there was no bow and arrow. It was just the spear thing. Uh, but the spear was like a long. Uh, piece of wood with a flint piece of rock on the front to make you know to hit into things mm -hmm. the interesting thing with the atlatl is you don't just grab a hold of it and throw it the the natives uh, the adina had a a little wooden device that the the uh, uh, spear fit in and then you held that and you flung that and because of the spring springing of it it actually makes it go stronger and harder right you know so that you can hit something and, and embed into because to be honest with you their flints weren't real real sharp or nothing sure. you know they they didn't have all they had was was rock and wood to work with you know there was no steel no nothing metal or anything to to really carve into things now again the indian mound festival is not this weekend but the following week so October um, 7th, 8th, and 9th. And there's a brochure that has been published, and it says what is happening on what day, right? And where where would people be easily able to find a copy of that? Um, all the Athens County libraries have them. Okay. And they're also at um, Bill's shop in the Plains, the All-American Trophy Shop. Oh, yes. They're also there. And if there are some, if you happen to have something going on at the park, Plains Community Park, there are some brochures there also. I think about all the stores in the Plains now have them. Oh, yes, and all the stores in the Plains. That's on, yes. Okay. And uh, even here at the station, we've got a half dozen or so, and we could make a copy of them uh, for you. you now, can also, you can also go to Facebook. Okay. Um, the Plains Indian Mound Festival on Facebook, and you can find all the activities there. Now, um, just just so folks you get an idea of how cool this is um the last time they had it there were about eight thousand people who attended it and uh yeah you said facebook facebook okay and um there's um six or more different food booths to choose from you've got 40 exhibitors now what are these exhibitors showing i it, i'm sure it's not just stuff it's it's probably stuff related to the indian um heritage and culture right not all of them um what the vendors are are craft vendors okay and uh, just like a craft show we have all sorts of different crafters there um we have i think 34 35 now listed that wants to come at least some of them are like 10 or 12 are only going to be there on Saturday, mm -hmm. but the rest are going to be the whole three weekends. Um, In the three a, days. Yeah, yeah, a good quality of, of crafters we're starting to get. There's stained glass. There's uh, wood craft stuff. There's stuff for uh, Halloween, for Christmas, those things. 
Uh, we have a guy, I believe, coming that uh, sells the rocks and the, the uh, fossils and things. Hmm. I'm not sure what you call that type of vendor. but um, As well as then we have like Collar Street and we have uh, Tupperware and things like that also coming. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And Pamper Chef. Yeah. yeah. And jewelry makers. And jewelry makers. Now I have this one picture here and I guess it's, there were bowls? Is that what those are? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. We can't see what you're looking at. Um, oh. I think uh, I think they're pottery bowls, and they're really neatly um, colored and, and um, designed and so on. So I'm guessing that's just an example of some things that would be available. Now, um, let's see here. We ought to hit some of the basic points. Number one, there's no feed to go to it. Number two, are children encouraged to come? You bet. Absolutely. Everything is family-oriented the whole weekend. Is this uh, more interesting to one age group than another? No, there's something for everybody. Um, what if you're just a dog nut? You like to take your dog wherever you go. This is a dog-friendly event. Um... Now, what if it's raining? It's still going to happen. So um, it, it, this is something, and again, it's not this weekend, but the following weekend. Now, um, again, 36 or so years we've been doing it. Uh, I've attended it a couple times. Um, what, what um, Bill, Bill, how long have you been associated with? Um, we're counting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. You're counting. You we're got counting your fingers it. out. Okay. First time or second time? The first time was back in the early 80s. Okay. Um, I was a mound tour guide. That's kind of all I did was I was on the hayride and talked about some of the mounds. Yeah. Uh, I did that for a couple of years uh, back then. Um, and then maybe five, seven years ago, I joined the Lions Club and started working with the Lions Club on building up the festival and making it um, – better than ever every year now you, you also have some what do you call it pageants or competitions where uh, don't you have sort of like a king and queen sort of thing and even stuff for toddlers and yeah, we have a baby and toddler pageant on Saturday morning okay and uh, everybody is pre-registered for that years ago we had the brave and princess little pageant that we did but mm -hmm. unfortunately the interest in that just faded okay. over the years but we um have been doing a fun baby and toddler pageant um on saturday morning and everybody's pre-registered for that so unfortunately um there we aren't able to accept any walk-ins that day now you've got pony rides for the youth yes and uh i i saw a picture somewhere and it, it looked like a little sulky cart behind a tiny pony <laughs> it's really cute uh and and then you have you know the large wagon rides with a team of horses and, and unfortunately you, i have to pass on some sad news unfortunately the horses passed away uh -oh. so that big wagon will be pulled by a tractor this year okay but we'll still have it but the but the wagon thing it goes to the mounds and 
and someone is telling the story as you're you're passing around them, right? Right. Yeah, that's neat. The um, of course there's music and entertainers, and you've got a couple of major acts. These are on Saturdays, um, the the eighth. Uh, so you have Eric Atkinson, who's a Nashville recording country artist. He's performing, I think, from 3.30 to 4.30. Yes. And then from 5 to 7 that same day, the Cadillacs Band. I've heard of both of these. Then you got karaoke. It's fun. Yeah. You know, there's something new I've never seen before here. I just looked at it. Pro Wrestling? Pro Wrestling? Yes, we are so excited to bring that this year. We've had a lot of interest in it. There are two free shows. Normally, these they charge $10 to get in. We're offering it free to the community. There are two shows, one at 3 o'clock, and then the second show is at 8 o'clock. And just bring your lawn chairs, and you're set to go. Mercy. So, yeah, the shows, I believe, are two and a half hours each. Well, um... You know, I've seen some of that on TV, and I tune across it, and I I kind of am ashamed when I stay and watch it. (laughs) 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 But um, um, still, to see it in person would be kind of weird or cool, something like that. Yeah, we've had a lot of people interested in it, so we're excited to see the crowd that it will bring. So a lot of interest in it. There's a long list of businesses and organizations up in the Plains area who make this all possible. Um, Tammy, would you like to just read down the list? And, and um, Because we think it's terrific that the Plains, uh, well, businesses and organizations make this so affordable. Yes, we're so appreciative. There are actually two two businesses on that aren't even listed on here that didn't want to be listed. So I wish I could give a shout out to them. Okay. But they know who they know who they are. Okay. But um, yes, the Athens Lions Club is always good to come up and help us. And um, the other sponsors are Allen Pet Clinic, Athens County Public Library, Gigi's Country Kitchen, Hocking Valley Bank, Lindsay's Collectibles, Little Italy Pizza, McDonald's Restaurant. O'Neill Hartman Insurance, Ohio University Financial Credit, used to be the credit union, mm-hmm. now they're called Financial, People's Bank, they're sponsoring our Columbus Zoo on Saturday. That's going to be huge. Oh, well, we haven't even talked about that yet. Yeah, we need to get talked about that. But um, keep going there. Okay, Portal, Porter Financial Services, mm-hmm. Sun Electric, the Plains Subway, Tractor Supply, the Plains VFW Post, 7174. Mm-hmm. And, and and even a few others that... Uh, yeah, Simmons and Simmons Insurance yeah, also. sure. Yes. Now, um, let's see here. We've got... Um, what was it we just decided we had forgotten to we mention? We on the Sioux. Oh, yes. Another act or another feature of this uh, is on Saturday. And it is... Um, starts at noon, and and what is the Columbus Zoo doing? Um, they'll be bringing different animals down. Um, 
depending on uh, what's available. Mm-hmm. Um, won't be a giraffe, of course, but there'll be all sorts of animals for them to for the kids and everyone to see and enjoy. Well, uh, you know, the Columbus Zoo is, um, as zoos go, it's pretty well known, and, and um, so I'm sure that'll be interesting. Um, let's see, you got the bookmobile, you've got a magic show, you got free um, ice cream? Yes, free ice cream for the children and free balloon animals. At 2 o'clock. At 2 o'clock, that's at 2 o'clock. Right after the magic show. Saturday on at 2. Yes, Saturday at 2. Yeah, so we'll start out Saturday morning at uh, 10 o'clock with the baby and toddler fun pageant. And then um, why that's going on, of course, all the other things are going on. There's also a cornhole tournament at noon. But then the Columbus Zoo on stage will be there at noon. And then we'll just keep right on going into a magic show, the free ice cream, free balloon animals. And then at 2 o'clock, our music starts with the Athens Community Singers. Well, folks, um, as I said, I've only attended it two or three times. I liked it a lot. But this is so much more produced now. So there's even more to offer than when I last attended. And I think I'll have to swing over there, Bill, and Tammy, and check it out this year. Yeah. There's, e- there's even more than we really have listed on here. Um, we have a new shelter house that had been built, and now we have uh, kids' activities in it all day. Um, the uh, Trimble Masons are coming down to help kids build uh, birdhouses. There's a group that is going to help kids paint rocks, and then there's another group that has other different activities for the kids. So, so from like noon to 4, we'll also have kid activities in, in that shelter. And all that is is free also. Uh, and then also, like we talked about, the uh, the zoo is at noon on Saturday. At uh, noon on Sunday, we have the Lake Hope naturalist coming, and she's going to bring snakes and reptiles to talk about how they hibernate and things like that. And she'll walk around with them just like the Columbus Zoo does. And then we also have the free ice cream again on on uh, Sunday. So we, it's Saturday we, and Sunday. Uh, we presently have our own display of snakes at our AM transmitter. <laughs> but <laughs> Maybe you can bring them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I see someone trying to ring in here. I okay. just, just was paying not paying attention to the phone very much. Good morning. Good morning. Hello. Uh, my first name is John. My last name is Case. Can I please speak with Dave Palmer? Yeah, but we're on the air. Did you mean to be? No, I did not. Are okay. We, we're on the air right now? Yes. So I'm going to, John, I'm going to hang up on you, but uh, let me uh, ask you to call my cell number and I'll give it to you, okay? Go ahead. 740-541-9284 and call in about a half an hour. All right. Thank you. Okay. That's weird. I don't think that's happened very often um, that I get a personal phone call. Uh, while I'm doing the show. All right. um, Let's see here. Uh, That threw me off a little bit. Okay, we've got um, um, parades going on. We've got cornhole. I guess we did mention that. Um, Golly, there's just so much. It's cool. 
Now you've got some some other performers like uh, Emmeline, right? Yes. Um, so the sh- she's on Friday evening at 7 p.m. And um, I've heard I've heard some nice comments about her. You got a cruise in. Okay, so people with their uh, the crowd the, the cars they're proud of, which is most commonly older cars that are all jazzed up, right? Well, actually, you know, the Lions Club puts on 10 cruise-ins a year, um, all Friday night cruise-ins. Okay. Um, it, a cruise-in is any kind of car. It can be a brand-new car. It can be an old car. It can be your family car. You know, you just come. Uh, you pay 10 bucks. You can win an award. You do get a little gift no matter what. Um, and you just sit and talk to other people that are car enthusiasts. Years ago, I... Went to one of the planes uh, things just to watch it, but I was driving my little MG midget. And next thing I know, they were directing me in to be parked and be on display. But I was just there to, you know, take a look at the other rigs. But then it turned out mine was on display. I wish I had shined it up a little better. <laughs> but um, anyway, so the, the, there's a, um, that's the thing that happens in the planes often. Well, um, what is it? Um, is there anything you wanted to do that, for some reason or other, it didn't get done this year? I don't mean to put it on a negative note, but I mean, you know, people have ideas, and then most most definitely there is a lot of things that we are trying to get or get get, get back. Uh, in the past, we've had a uh, petting zoo come on Saturday. Unfortunately, we asked them too late, and they'd already scheduled that, so we don't have that petting zoo we normally have. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing for me, I'm trying to get it more authentic. So the more crafters that we have that does things that are more authentic. Authentic. You know, like, what do you mean well, by Well, like authentic? dream, not necessarily authentic. I guess like dream catchers, you know, or do native, pot, do pottery or do weaving of baskets, uh, okay. or, or sell the rocks and things. Those things would fit into our festival better than, than some other things. Even though we want everything, it'd be nice to have that. Uh, we used to have uh, a gentleman come that was a flint napper. You know, would would show how they hit the, the flint and made the points. Yes, um, I remember for- that. Yeah, unfortunately, um, he passed away. And uh, we've tried our best the last several years to try to find some more sources to bring in. Mm-hmm. Now, we did this year, starting this year, we're having a information tent uh, for the mounds because on the other, another side of the, of the plains is there's a group forming that is going to be called kind of the Friends of the Mounds or something. Uh, they're right now in the process of a 501c3 so that they can generate funds to mark mounds, to maybe buy mounds, things like that. And so they will be more active in the Plains Festival. You know, and, and you brought up an interesting point, uh, to me anyway. You know, these mounds, are they on private properties, or are any of them set up for um, preservation as a public property, publicly owned, you know? Right now we have two. Okay. Uh, there is one down on for, on First Street, down close to the bike path uh, behind the houses, that actually had been plowed over a lot, so it's just kind of more of a hump. That it is owned by a National Historical Society, hmm. and then we have a mound up in uh, Adena 
that Adina Park donated to the Ohio Historical Society. So that was kind of locked up. Now, luckily, we have a couple other things. We have uh, the big mound, which we call the Hartman Mound, since Ralph Hartman owns it. Um, and Ralph said he's not going to sell it. it. It's going to be always a mound. It's not going to be tore down to be something else. He won't sell it, but he's also going to protect it. Right, he protects it. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, unfortunately, since it's in a housing community, uh, he pays taxes on it. He had to buy a water tap for the mound <laughs> because it, it's a law to do that stuff. So he pays um, stronger taxes on it. Now, we also have on the plains uh, down on 4th Street, um, a field. There's still part of the field left that has some of the circles in it, the sacred circles. Mm -hmm. And if you go out into the field, you can actually walk and you can feel the circles. Um, we did a scan last this last summer of the field and discovered how they are set up in there. We found that one of them isn't a real circle. It's a squircle, meaning oh, it has a, a, one? a squircle. It's not necessarily a square, but it's not necessarily a circle. Uh, it's the third one found in Ohio, third third squircle that they found in Ohio, and it we have the record of it, the scanned record of it that's going to be at, at the festival. Uh, that that little piece of property is owned by a guy named Michael Michaels, and Mr. Michaels said he is going to keep it just like it is. He's not going to um, put houses or anything on it, and we have also con talked to him about if and when he ever does want to sell it. We have a, uh, a historical group that is interested in buying that field. Okay. One, one really cool thing right now is that the World Heritage um, Sites, um, Hopewell down in Chillicothe and Newark, uh, the Newark sites have applied for membership to be one of the historical sites uh, worldwide, uh, where it would draw people from the whole world in. Um, the mounds of the plains actually fit right in the middle of those two communities, not only in distance, but also in when they were building things. And so we're hoping that if they get that and that brings more publicity into the United, into Ohio for the mounds, that we have a, a group on the plains that will be advertising ours so that they can actually make a circle. You know, they can go from... from Chillicothe to the Plains and to Newark or vice versa. It, it, uh, is, are there, uh, slow down, Palmer, are there people who actually show up on any given day to look at the mounds? Yes. Yes, there we are. And, and it's really surprising. Um, a couple years ago at the Hartman Mound, we put in an information booth mm -hmm. and uh, we put little maps of the mounds. And uh, you know, I have to keep filling it every month. I, I put about 30 or 40 in, and they disappear. So I'm assuming people are stopping Interesting. and you know, getting the map and, and maybe following it to the other mounds. Bill, um, I've known you for years. I want to say we were in JC's together. Is that correct? No, soccer. So that's where I first got to know you. That's right, soccer. But, um, uh, you know, you've worked for Kroger, and then you retired, and then n now you and Vicki have a uh, store, right? Um, give me the name again. All-American Trophies and, and Sports. And Sports. Yep. And so, like, um, uh, you can make trophies. You can make uh, T-shirts, 
print T-shirts, all sorts of things, right? Yeah, we're, we're local schools. Since there's like five or six different schools, we try to have in stock at least some T-shirts, sweatshirts, you know, uh, of the local schools. Uh, and then we do the varsity jackets for the community, not only Athens County, but we are now doing all of Meigs County um, Neat. Uh, schools there, you know, the Meigs and the Southern and Eastern Sure. Uh, varsity jackets. Now swing that mic over to uh, Tammy for a minute. Tammy, um, your background. Um, you were associated with Ohio University for some time, right? Yes, in the athletics department. And uh, what was your role there? I was administrative assistant. Oh, can you hear me? I was administrative assistant yeah. to uh, the assistant athletics director. Okay. And, um, and what other experiences have you had in our area? Um, you know, different organizations you've been a member of and things like that? Um, well, mainly just um, the Plains Lions Club. Okay. Mainly my, uh, well, uh, what? Queens. Queens. Oh, yeah, of course, the Queens. Yes. And I'm also a food allergy awareness advocate. But, yeah, I've been doing the Queens. I think I've been with the Lions Club 13 or 14 years now. And before that? And before that, yeah, I was with other festivals I did. Um the Chili Pepper Festival. Um, I've helped with uh, Logan Washboard. Hmm. Uh, Murray City Miners. Yeah. Now, some of those have sort of faded away, but others are still going, aren't they? Yes, and the Murray City Miners did come back. Um, Stephen England is bringing that, brought that back last year, and it's going to be in December and they have a big parade. They're not doing a festival anymore, they're doing a big parade, but they have all the visiting royalty come there. So um, I've been kind of like a consultant for him, so. Yeah. So what's your favorite hobby? <laughs> I guess it involves crowns and sashes. Okay. So. And Bill, I, I, I could guess some things, but I, I've never asked you specifically, what's your favorite hobby? Mine? No, Bill. Bill's. Oh, Bill. I'll end it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The history, the history of the plains on, on not only the mounds but the history itself of how the plains was formed and, and some of the early. Uh, okay, now where people. were you raised? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Athens County. Okay. <laughs> I've lived at Coolville. I've lived at Shade. I've lived at Chancy, and I've lived at the plains. And Tammy, I need to ask you this very similar question. What, what, where did you grow up? I grew up in Hawkin County in Longstreth. L what was it? Longstreth. I'm not familiar with that. Oh my gosh, we have to get you out more. Okay, I can do that. Yes, <laughs> it's, yes. And um, well, uh, it's it's the plains. Indian Mound Festival that we're talking about today, if you just tuned in. Um, it's this year being held on October 7th, 8th, and 9th. That's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So um, it starts a week from tomorrow. And um, it's basically a free event. Um, now, certain parts of it, you, you if like if you're going to bring a car to display the car people want a $10 entry fee the you know there's going to be a whole bunch of food trucks there and and um, you can buy whatever thing you like and and enjoy it 
Um, there's some competitions, a cornhole tournament, and there's an entry fee for that. But basically, to just walk around and see all the the displayed items that people are bringing in tents and setups, and somewhere I think I saw there's over 40 of those, uh, it's all free. And um, then they've got a lot of music things going on every day. And then a pro pro wrestling matches at 3 and 8 p.m., and that's on Saturday. Um, this is just a... And yet again, a, there's all sorts of little things here that they do for the public for free. Dogs are welcome. You know, if, if you're a dog person and your dog's well-behaved, bring them. On a leash. On a leash. Can I, can I say a couple things? Please. Um, one thing with our festival also, um, we're unique because we are pushing... Uh, nut-free festival. No peanuts, no tree nuts, nothing like that. We make sure all of our vendors, none of them have peanuts or anything like that, or they, they use peanut oil or anything. Uh, we make sure all of our, our craft vendors know that you know we do not want peanuts there. Uh, so we want to make it allergy-free for the few folks that can't go to some of the festivals you know, that because of, of people cooking with, with peanut oil. And stuff. How, how big an issue is uh, the peanut allergies? You know, it's surprising. There's more and more people, more and more kids that are, are getting uh, allergic to peanuts for some reason. And so it's, it's um, something we just started doing. And, and one of the main reasons we do it is one of our members has a really bad case yeah. of it. But at the same time, she's not the only one out there. Okay. There's a whole bunch. And then one other thing, since we're putting on a whole bunch of things um, and it's hard to get money in, one of the things that we started this year is we have a raffle. Uh, it's $5 a ticket, and top prize is $500. Uh, we are going to give that away after the Queens on uh, Sunday. So up until then, we all the Lions Club members and uh, me at the trophy shop, we have these tickets, $5 a piece. Uh, 500 grand prize, and there's a $100 prize, and I think a couple $25 prizes. And I would guess that you don't have to be present right. to win it. You do not have to be present. But if we can sell all the tickets, this will help us get money to pay for 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 the festival because right now we're a little behind. We kind of committed more than we have, and but that's the way we should do as, as a group. We want to give to the community you know, more. Just for kicks, how many members are there in the Plains Lions Club? Registered, I believe there's 22. Okay. But uh, to be honest with you, we st we have probably 15 or so that are actively showing up twice a month yeah. at our meetings. Good. <laughs> well, um, I've known both of you a long time. I always appreciate having you uh, uh, involved in things because when you guys get involved, you do it well. Thank you. So... Um, Folks, once again, the Indian Mound Festival is a week away, um, a week and a day, I should say. It starts not tomorrow, but the next Friday. Three days of fun-filled stuff. That's it, folks. Have a great day out there. Right now, it's um, 50 degrees. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H FM. CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
I'm Peter King in Orlando. It's been raining hard here in Central Florida for more than 24 hours. This man lives just outside Orlando. Very rainy, very wet, and very loud. Power went out around 6.40 this morning, so we've just kind of been assessing everything from there. We're just trying to stay safe. And as Tropical Storm Ian moves north, some areas here are expected to get a foot of rain or more. Governor Ron DeSantis acknowledges that while the worst damage is likely to be in southwest Florida. Some of the flooding you're going to see in areas hundreds of miles from where this made landfall um, are going to set records. Damage assessments have started and search and rescue teams are out and around in southwest Florida. FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell on CBS Mornings. They've been out since 4 o'clock this morning looking at areas, knowing that people may be trapped so we can get in there and get as many people to safety as we can. At least 2.6 million customers are without power statewide, and this storm is far from done here. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Now with more CBS News, here's Deborah Rodriguez. Peter, never mind high inflation, the weak economy. The number of people signing up for first-time unemployment benefits dropped last week by 16,000. Bank rates Mark Hamrick. The data suggests the job market remains strong, even with some companies announcing layoffs or plans to cut jobs. It appears that many individuals have been able to transition to new employment opportunities. It's official. 96-year-old Queen Elizabeth died of old age. Her death certificate just released. Hundreds of royal fans are visiting the chapel at Windsor Castle, where she's buried. It reopened today for the first time since the Queen died this month. The welfare corruption investigation into a Hall of Fame quarterback is growing. CBS's Jim Crusula. Brett Favre's charitable foundation, Favre for Hope, which is a stated mission to support disadvantaged children and cancer patients, donated more than $130,000 to the University of Southern Mississippi Athletic Foundation. That happened the same time Favre was pressuring state officials to build a $5 million volleyball arena at the school, Favre's college alma mater. The Yankees' Aaron Judge finally got his history-tying hit. And the 3-2. Joe deep to left field. This could be it. And it was Judge on the Yes Network tying Roger Maris' 61-year-old American League season record. CBS's Chris Mavridis from Toronto. Fans came prepared with oversized baseball gloves. One even brought a net since sports memorabilia experts figured that ball could fetch as much as 250 grand at auction. Too bad it landed in the Blue Jays' dugout instead. The Dow is down 521 points. This is CBS News. You need to hire? Indeed is with you every step of the way, helping you attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. I did a site visit, and the space is absolutely incredible. Estes Reiki Clinic is opening another studio across town. But there's a lot to wrap up. But staffing an entire office requires more than just deep breathing. And at least four new practitioners. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions.